Welcome to Sustainability from Within with your host, Sibeli Salviato. If you've ever asked yourself questions about how to bring about real change in your world and the world of those around you, you're going to love what we have in store for you today and every week. You can empower yourself to be that change agent. Now, here is Sibeli Salviato. Hello, here we are with one more sustainability from within. Um, and I would like to start with a brief poem from Adia Shanti, who is a Zen teacher. It goes like that. Because of an innocent misunderstanding, you think that you are a human being in the relative world seeking the experience of oneness. But actually, you are the one expressing itself as the experience of being a human being. I'll read it again, it's worth. Because of an innocent misunderstanding, you think that you are a human being in the relative world, seeking the experience of oneness. But actually, you are the one expressing itself as the experience of being a human being. So, we've been talking a lot about that last week. We had some questions and answers uh, going on, and today we're going to continue with some of them. We had a question about separation and duality, and this poem is addressing something like that, you know, uh, the confusion that sometimes we all make, and it's difficult not to make, since we go on in the world being this ego that we are, being this human form that we are. But it's sometimes good to remember or to have somebody to remind us that we are not a human being trying to experience oneness, but that we are oneness itself, right? Um, language doesn't help us very much with this, but just... You know, maybe uh, come with me to feel that a little bit of that experience of, you know, if you are listening to this show, if you are doing something, you don't need to stop. Just try to shift your awareness to this place in you that is observing. So you see yourself doing whatever you are doing. You observe yourself listening to this show as I am right now here observing myself speaking. So when we do that, we go a little bit deeper in our awareness. And if we continue to do that, observing the observer um, infinitely, we might eventually um, get rid of our identities and understand, or I don't know if understand is a good word as well, you know, in our mind, but we can feel um, the reality of, of who we are which is oneness, okay? So, uh, before I start with the questions and answers, I have some here to, uh, to, to answer or to try to answer. I don't know if I have the answers, but let's try it. I would like to invite you again for, uh, if you are in Miami area, if you are in South Florida, uh, February from 9th to 11th, there will be happening at Miami Airport Conventional Center, the Maya Green. 
Expo and Conference. It's, a, it's an exposition of green building, solar energy, clean tech um, entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, everybody interested in, of course, putting together, making money and uh, do some benefit for the for the world, for the environment, for ourselves. And uh, you can, you know, if you if you go and register using uh, our code, you can have 10 percent discount. So the code is SFW10, which is, you know, uh, the sustainability from within 10. S as in Sam, S, F as in Frank, W as William, one, zero. And uh, if you do that, you have 10% discount in the price of the event. I'll be there speaking in one of the days. Uh, and next show, we're going to have Jose Garcia here present next week, talking about a little bit about his, um, he's the president of Maya Green. He's talking a little bit about himself and, of course, about Maya Green and other um events that he promotes, uh, all of them trying to bring sustainability uh, out there in the world. So it's a beautiful, beautiful work. So don't forget, um, check the website. It's M-I-A-G-R-E-E-N.com, mayagreen.com. You're going to see more about the event and you can register using our code SFW10. Okay? So... <clears throat> So where to start? Uh, I think that today I'm going to start from the more concrete ends, uh, questions to the less concrete ones. I have some difficult ones um, recently sent to me. So uh, the, the most simple. So I will start with the most simple uh, ones. Um, people ask me about um, corporate sustainability. Uh, even uh, now talking about Maya Green and all the companies that will be there, you know, it is enough to that I produce a, um, you know, a green product or a product that um, the, the main goal is to save energy or save water or promote some, some uh, environmental benefit. Uh, or, you know, is, is this corporate sustainability or what is that? You know, what is sustainability for corporations? So this is a good, um, a good issue to explore a little bit in a more concrete world because it's becoming very popular. If you go to big corporations' websites, they all have something to say about sustainability. They, most of them have now a, a sustainable sustainability report. Um, you, know, you can... You spend a lot of time trying to produce a, a good report that shows to the society how you were being more sustainable than, than before as a, as a corporation. So it's a, it's a big deal. So if you are an entrepreneur and if you are interested in this, in this issue, if you are there at Maya Green exposing your product uh, and maybe you have this question in your, in your mind, and am I sustainable? What is, what is it to be sustainable? So, very briefly explaining, uh, in terms of corporate sustainability, what is uh, uh, agreed, let's say like that, among, among consultants, and, uh, consultants and professionals that work in this area, is that sustainability is um, an attempt to, to have actions that are win-win among corporations and all its stakeholders right? Uh, it's a difficult task, as you can imagine. So stakeholders are those um, 
um, participants, not inside or outside the company, that has some that have some um, interaction with it, or that have that have some impact. Uh, stakeholders have some impact in the corporation as well as they are impacted by the corporation. So the main stakeholders are first um, the the shareholders, uh, then you have employees, and then you have uh, environment as a whole. You know, um, represented by the the nonprofit organizations or other organizations that are caring about environment issues. Uh, you have society as a whole as well, and you have government as a, also a stakeholder, of course. You have um, uh, communities around. You know, in many countries, corporations have their facilities and in, in poor places, um, you know, cheaper places for them. However, they have a huge impact in the community around them. So the community is also a stakeholder. And all of those stakeholders need to be um, part of corporations' decisions, corporate strategies. If this is what it is, sustainability process is in place. This does not mean that the company is sustainable. We used to say that sustainability is not a place that you get. Uh, it's a process for corporations. It's um, ever attempt to bring all the stakeholders together and decide the next step that the, corp the, the company will um, will uh, put in place in an attempt to bring a win-win situation for everybody or the less impact for everybody. Oh, I forgot clients. Clients are stakeholders as well, a very important one, right? So in that attempt, um, uh, you know, co co corporations, the, the leaders of corporations need to um, rem rem remember that profit which is, of course, the first goal of every um, leader in a business world, cannot be the only and solely um, goal for his corporation and for himself, right? Because this is what the reality was before, and because the profit was the only one goal, everything else was um, um, less less prior to profit. So if I have to damage this river here because it's going to improve my profit, let's do it, right? So this is not acceptable anymore. You have to consider that you cannot have a profit by polluting the river or exploiting um, employees or uh, um, using... Um, uh, resources that are not that are not not sustainable or uh, using resources that come from slavery or coming or that are or that are really damaging uh, the environment of course i'm i'm saying this it seems very uh, difficult to achieve right how can i a mining corporation being sustainable i really don't know if this is really possible uh However, in the process of trying to, to be more sustainable, there are many, many things that companies as mining and oil and, you know, the big polluters can do to avoid the accidents that we had, for example, in, uh, in Brazil in November last year. Um, if, just a, a brief example, I don't know much, I don't want to judge actually, I don't want to go very deep into that, but th this is a very good example because it is a mining company of 
humongous mining company, actually a big one, um, that had a, 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 the, the worst environmental accident in, in Brazil, actually, you know, the, as far as I know. And if we look from outside, one of the, 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 the uh, you know, one of the, the reasons possibly for this accident have happened is that corporation leaders and government were not aligned very well. Why am I saying that? Because we are reading things about, um, you know, the, the, the problems, problems in licensing, the problems with the, the construction of the dam, uh, that the, gov the, the government, the, the government institutions that had um, the power to verify, they have already some letters uh, bringing up the fact that the company was not really fully complying. And complying is not enough. You know, sometimes if you look to the reality and the, sometimes the laws are not good enough. So complying is also not good enough for a corporate sustainability to be in place. So, you know, when we are not able as leaders to bring those stakeholders and really take uh, decisions and actions that are considering all the risks and impacts that this will have in everybody. Um, we're not being sustainable. So being sustainable will, in, in a corporate context would mean an attempt, a very focused and um, you know, willingness intent to bring together everybody that we can imagine that will be impacted by our, our actions and try to have these actions being positive for everybody. And you can imagine the challenge because sometimes you know, something that is good for, for, and I'm not even talking about corporations versus all the stake, stakeholders. I'm talking about sometimes some things are good for one stakeholder and not for another one stakeholder. So you can imagine that dialogue is very important. Um, you can imagine that there are some skills that is, those leaders need to have uh, in order to bring sustainability about. You, you cannot have the same mindset of all uh, leadership and try to lead a sustainable, a sustainable corporation. You need to, to change your mindset. You need to bring the, the possibilities and uh, openness to to bring the openness to the possibilities that you can put all your stakeholders together and have success, right? Because the, the main doubt is, oh, if I do all of that, I will lose money. Probably in the short term, you're going to invest some money or maybe your profit will be a little bit smaller. But sustainability has to do with you're going to be able to be in place longer if you have, if you have this um, kind of uh, mindset, right? And, uh, you know, when I say that, it just reminded me about the business case that we, you know, discussed <laughs> some time ago. And it's not only about that. It's not only about your corporation being in place longer or you being a successful leader. It's about what is the right thing to do to you, to your family, to the planet, right? So, uh, if you're a leader in a in a in a, in a if you're an entrepreneur, or if you're a leader in a corporation, remember remember that you need to build a mindset of sustainability so that you are really sustainable as a human being, as a leader, and your corporation as well.
Okay, so uh, there are much more to talk about it, but this is my my job. <laughs> so if you want to know about more about that, you know how sustainability could help you and your corporation, or how can you uh, bring more sustainability mindset to your leadership so that your actions are really more really sustainable, not only greenwashing. Right, greenwashing is that marketing tool that says, "Oh, let's." Um, let's um, show that we are sustainable, not necessarily be sustainable, right? And this is not being sustainable. And as you know, sooner or later, the mask falls. So if you really have good intention in your heart and you really want to be a sustainable, modern, you know, the, a leader f of the future, take this into consideration. Maybe give me a call or, you know, any other uh, sustainability coach that can help you with that. Okay, so um, this is what was one of the questions that I have here in my in my list of questions. The other questions that I have here, I'm just uh, list them for the next block. I have a question about um, I think that we talked about meditation last time. I'm not sure about it anymore, but I have a question about meditation, how meditation can help in any way for me to be more sustainable, but one thing has to do with the other. Um, I have a question about uh, how can I, how can I, uh, how can I be compassionate? <laughs> this is a, a good question. How can I be compassionate? And uh, at the same, at the same time, I want to smack somebody you know how can I be how can I have compassion for somebody that I want to smack sometimes <laughs> I think that we went through that when I do did my own work about having rage against that mining company leadership but I can repeat it a little bit here I think it will be good um, you know what do I do with my rage uh, I have rage uh, how how rage you know what is the place of uh, rage in that sustainability thing because sometimes we do get mad, right? So um, uh, another question that I have here is uh, what about fear? You know, what is the role of fear in all of that? We talked about fear with Barbara Zara and uh, some people are asking, what do I do with the fear? You know, how do I recognize that fear is in the way? And we can also talk a little bit about that in the next two blocks. So we're going to stop for a break. I uh, hope you can come back for the next block where we're going to explore all the questions about how to be the change you want to see in the world. Keep tuned. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As a pathwork helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's SibeliSalviato.com. As a Pathwork helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. 
She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's C-I-B-E-L-E-S-A-L-V-I-A-T-T-O dot com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Sustainability from Within with Sibeli Salviato. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, Sibeli can be reached at sibelisalviato at me.com. Now, back to Sustainability from Within. Hello, and uh, we are back from, for Sustainability to Sustainability from Within. Um, and, you know, I have here with me uh, a poetry book from Adi Ashanti, and I got in- inspired by it. So I'm going to read another one for you so that we can start this next block. And it goes like that. When the mind seizes all imagination, there arises a crystalline truth so real and concrete that all the world seems dreamlike in comparison. When the mind seizes all imagination, there arises a crystalline truth so real and concrete that all the world seems dreamlike in comparison. So um, somebody asked me about what meditation has to do with all of that, how meditation can help me more, be more sustainable. And I, I was uh, talking last block that if you, you know, to be a leader, a sustainable leader in a corporation, you know, and to lead corporate sustainability activities, you need to have a different mindset. You need to understand first, at least try to go to a place where you really believe that it's possible for you, your corporation, and your employees, you know, everything that you are leading to really have a place a constructive place in the world, right? You need to be, you need to believe. You need to drop your beliefs, your false beliefs, that uh, it is impossible to not have greedy. That it is impossible to be a leader if you if you the, if the money is not the first goal that you ever have, right? If you're not that guy that show me the money, show me the money, you're gonna fail and you're gonna be poor and you're gonna be in disgrace. So you need to drop that image uh, off. You need to believe that it's possible to have that, you know, that you have an action, that you have a place in your cooperation in the world that that will be positive for everybody, including environment, including resources, including employees, including your team, including yourself and your family, including the society as a whole, including the, the communities around wherever you are. So if you have this mindset, if you have your mind open to question that and, you know, uh, uh, allow yourself to give the next step trying to consider all of that, you were prepared to be, you're more prepared to be a a corporate uh, leader. And how can you do that? You can use meditation. 
you can use meditation to drop exactly to this place that Yashanti is talking about, to drop to a more silent place, to drop where your imaginations, all your imagination ceases, and you you are able to feed yourself from another place. You're able to tap into a larger ocean of knowledge or, or, or wisdom, let's say like that. I don't think it's knowledge, maybe it's wisdom. And from there, you are guided to do whatever you have to, right? There is no right and wrong. This is very important for us to, to understand, right? I'll give you an example, uh, not exactly about meditation, but about right and wrong and how meditation uh, takes a place on that, right? Recently, I decided to stop re- eating all meat. It, 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 it came to me. Uh, I'm not a, a serious advocate of that. I think that there are beautiful people doing that outside and I, I love their work, Um but somebody asked me, you know, well, but, you know, do you judge who eat meat? And, or, you know, I think that I, I need to eat meat. There are many, many different, uh, you know, uh, opinions on that. It, it doesn't matter, right? If, it doesn't matter if you eat meat or if you don't eat meat. It, it matters where from this decision is coming from. Uh, so what happened to me is that, you know, I was meditating on that, and and one day it came to me that this is my personal goal right now. And it's so interesting because when I finally agreed to that flow that came from within, came in my meditations, I decided, well, this is the time for me to do that. And it is effortless. Actually, it's joyfulness. I'm enjoying learning all the new stuff that I have to learn that I want to learn to, to be a, a vegetarian person right now. So it's effortless. It's not a big sacrifice. It's not that, oh, I keep looking to, I, I, I was not a meat eater. You know, I didn't eat red meat for, I haven't eaten red meat for 20 years now because of the same process, actually. I was not meditating, but it just came to me. You know, it's, however, I, it's not that I keep looking to that, you know, big, plates of fish, delicious, and say, oh, I would love to eat that, and I can't. It's, it's not about that, you know, it's not a sacrifice. It came from s- such a, a, a certainty place from within that it's effortless, that it's easy, right? And if it happens to you that it's easy like that, however, you need to question, right? You need to question because eating meat is uh, it's an issue for the world outside there. You know that um, uh, animal agriculture is the number one actually polluter in the world. It's the number more than more than oil, more than uh, mining. You know, it's it's really a, a source of um, pollution and uh, and uh, gases, uh, climate change, gases, this kind of thing. So you, you need to question yourself. But if the questions come from within, guiltless guiltless, right, uh, with awareness that this is what you have to do. Maybe you have to decrease the amount that you eat, but you, you need for some reason. You don't need to feel guilt. The, 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 the right and wrong comes from within, and you, you are more sustainable if you were questioning yourself. So the way for you to go and tap into this larger place, larger source of wisdom, you go through meditation. 
right? You go uh, uh, exercising yourself to silent your mind, to find quiet, to read between the lines, to observe between the words that come to your mind. And, and then, you know, you're going to have that experience for sure. You remember Roberto Cardoso came to talk about meditation and all the, from, you know, be, besides all the benefits that you can have by just sitting in meditation, you know, decreasing your anxiety and uh, improving your, your um, body and, and psyche, you also have the opportunity to tap into a larger place in which you have a source, a guidance to your next actions. Right, so that's the place that meditation has uh, inner sustainability from within kind of job. You know, if you want to be sustainable, you cannot really don't question your actions. You need to question your actions, and by that I don't imply that you need to judge yourself. You need to question yourself and look for answers somewhere else other than the same mind that you have that created the the, the question. Right. So, um, meditation is also an answer for many other questions that I have received here lately. Uh, and one of the questions that pop up today um, is that what I said before, you know, how can I be compassionate to somebody that I want to smack? <laughs> maybe somebody that I love, maybe somebody that i never seen before, right? I was uh, talking about the leaders from the mining company. I was so outraged about the accident that I was really mad about them, right? Who are these people? What are they doing? How, how can they be so incompetent? And I don't know if you remember, but in my own process of facing my, my rage, facing uh, whatever I was feeling at that moment, it took me somewhere else. It took me to the pain. It took me to the pain of powerlessly. Uh, you know, I, I, I found a place in myself where I have no power to change this situation. It's gone. It's already there. The mud is there, right? So if you were there in front of a person that you love and you want to smack them, you know, because of they are doing something that you don't like, you know, face your, face your madness, face your rage. The rage comes from a place that says, I want to change that person. I want things to be different than they are. And they are not, so I get mad. Right, it's a vicious circle. The things out there is not the the things that I want, and then I get mad. And things are not the one that I, the way that I want, and I get mad. So, feel your madness and question it, because if you do that, you're gonna notice that what is underneath that probably is that sense of sadness or powerlessness. Actually, more accurately saying, a powerlessness. I don't have the power to change this situation. Even more, if another person, if the person is doing something that you don't like, it's even worse because how can you change another person? It's impossible, right? Have you tried <laughs> hard enough? If you were married, you have tried hard enough. And you know, you know, I'm sure that you know that it is impossible to change another person. So you first need to face that. You are powerless. Yes, you are. And it's sad. You don't have the power to change that circumstance. Breathe on that a little bit. Do you still want to smack that person? <laughs> 
so, sometimes it happens to me that I want to smack the person. And if I ask myself that, you know, the question, and if I notice that what I'm trying to avoid with my madness is that feeling of powerlessness, I feel myself powerlessness. And then I, I target my mad to God. You know, how can you do that to me? How can you make me so powerless? <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, when I, I see this in myself, I'm, it seems so absurd in my mind because my mind doesn't think those kind of things. But when I question the questions, the answers come from, I think, probably less um, mature part of me. And they answer those things that for me, for the other, for the other more mature part of me, they, they, they seem like absurd, but they are so true. You know, I can feel it in my body, right? So feeling your body the powerlessness. You cannot change that person. And you want to love them, but you believe that you can only love and feel compassion for them if they meet your own needs, if they meet your concepts of how they have to believe or how they have to act. Otherwise, it's impossible. Question that thought as well, because that's not true, you know. The same leaders in that mining company that I hated for a while, they might have families, they might have, they, they might be very good people in some other dimensions in their life, even if they are failing uh, as leaders in their corporations, right? Uh, who am I? I don't know them enough to say that, you know, even if I do, you know, <laughs> if, even if I do them and I would never know them enough to say that they are terrible people because nobody is right so so if you if you really go deep and face your powerlessness you face that you know there is pain there because sometimes it hurts i had to to feel the pain of the mud i still feel a lot the pain of the loss of my brother Right? I know that my family, all my family also does that, feel the pain of the, the loss. You know? how, how could that happen? And if we, get, if we get caught in those thoughts, you know, how could that happen? How could that happen? I'll never, ever let go of the rage. And I don't let myself feel the pain entirely. So... Again, you know, breathe in the powerlessness. Yes, you don't have the power to change whatever, whatever happened. And there are many things that we don't have to, the power to change the future as well. We don't know when we're going to die, period. So we are powerless in that sense. And this causes us pain. So... One of the answers to you is allow your pain to be felt. Allow your pain to be felt. Allow your pain to be felt. Let it go of the, the need of not having, of not feeling the pain. This is even more painful than really feel the pain. Because when you are allowed to feel the pain, the pain is not going to be there forever. There's something smooth beneath the pain, right? In the in, in the case that I, I I brought you some shows ago, 
I faced the reality that my rage against other leaders are my are related is related to my own impossibility of being perfect and my lack of acceptance that as a human being I'm also imperfect I do a lot of not sustainable things quote unquote a lot <laughs> in my habits in my daily activities in the th- in the things that I consume in the you know in my way of thinking I I'm I'm aware of that and I would love to be perfect and I would love to be uh, you know the perfect one so that I can bring a perfect person to tell you how to be sustainable that is impossible I am a human being I have flesh I have blood I live in earth in you know in duality limitation it's impossible I have flaws so the best I can do is to accept that I have flaws so that I can open my heart and be compassionate to the flaws of the other. Because the source of that rage that comes when the other is doing something that I disapprove is because there is this same um, person inside of me is disapproving of myself. Look for that, you're going to find. There's something there in yourself that you disapprove of. And because it's difficult to face that, because you would love to be perfect, you prefer to transfer that, that rage to someone else outside of you. Being a corporate leader, being a husband, being a, a child, you know, your son or daughter, your cousin, your friend, it doesn't matter. Right? So questioning is the path. Meditation can help you to achieve those places in which the answers will come forth. And allow yourself to feel your pain. Okay? We have more questions for the third block. I hope you're enjoying that. If you have some questions, don't hesitate to call us and I will answer your question if it's possible for me. Okay? Keep tuned and we're going to come back in two minutes. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. As a Pathwork Helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's SibeliSalviato.com. As a Pathwork helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's C-I-B-E-L-E-S-A-L-V-I-A-T-T-O.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Sustainability from Within with Sibeli Salviato. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, Sibeli can be reached at Salviato at me.com. Now, back to Sustainability from Within. Hello, and here we are, back to Sustainability from Within. And as I told you today, I'm very inspired particularly today by Adia Shanti's book. The book, the name of the book is My Secret is Silence. And um, if you're familiar with Adia Shanti, you know who I'm talking about. If you're not, you can search for him. It's A-D-Y-A-S-H-A-N-T-I, Adia Shanti. And you're going to find many YouTube videos and, and books and things that he produced. He's a a very interesting guy. Um, another saying from him, from this book, uh, goes like that. You think that enlightenment is something other than what is happening right now. This is your primary mistake. You think that enlightenment is something other than what is happening right now. This is your primary mistake. So this... Um, you know, I just opened the book and this poem came right on uh, as a help to answer all the questions that are coming. Um, because, uh, you know, one of the things that I face in my life and uh, one of the things that people, my clients, um, my workers, pathwork workers, uh, ask and um, I observe, you know, all, all over is the lack of acceptance of what it is. It seems to us, and if you stop for a moment, if you breathe, and if, you really, if you're really honest with you, you're probably going to find a place in you in which happiness is something about to happen, but not now. That uh, fulfillment is something about to happen, but not now. Enlightenment, as adjacent to will say, something about to happen, but not now, right? Uh, we, why would that be a mistake, and what is the relationship uh, with that and sustainability? Uh, a mistake, a mistake, because uh, every time and every moment we indulge ourselves in our conscious and pay attention to that and unconscious thoughts about future and sometimes about the past, we are not living in the present moment. We are somewhere else, right? Uh, and happiness is about to come in the future if some, something or so-and-so happens. And enlightenment is about to happen in the future if I, you know, meditate every day or whatever. You know, it's okay. So uh, this is a distraction. This is, this is a distraction first because uh, it, it, it takes us out of the floor. It, take, you know, it, it takes our grounding. It, it takes our experience out of us. It's as if we are um, getting our experience and taking it out of us. So I'm here now with my microphone talking to you over Voice America Empowerment Radio, trying to talk about sustainability and bring some of my experience to you. That's what's happening to me right now. Is this good? Is this bad? Is this fearful? Is this anxious? There are many things happening right now. And if I am focused in the experiencing that I am having right now, not judging it, 
not expecting it to be any difference. That's enlightenment that the adjacent is talking about because I'm present to the moment. I have my feet on the ground. I have, you know, I'm listening to my voice. I'm not completely identified with that voice. There's something else behind me that I'm trying to shift my aware to it. And trying is a bad word as well because, you know, it means that I'm not there. So you see, I am experiencing the same thing that you are experiencing. But when we are here now accepting the moment, we are giving ourselves the chance of the opportunity of experience. And this is all we have, right? This is all we have. So acceptance is always the first step for any kind of transformation. Acceptance of the, what it is right now. So if pain is what you have, accept that pain is there. Don't think about, oh, I'm going to be happy only when this pain is over. Because you don't know that. This is, an, uh, this, is a, um, uh, uh, this is your mind telling you that. But if you question that, if you, if you really question, is that true that I'll be happy if so-and-so hap- happen? You don't know. I don't know. I don't know what really would make me happier than I am right now. You know, <laughs> maybe if I enlarge my opportunity to accept things right now, what I can do right now, I don't need to do anything else. So if, if we, um, you know, go deeper in, the, in, in that understanding and question, uh, question ourselves, why we are not happy right now? What are the obstructions? What are the illusions that we are waiting for, you know, to manifest that so then we can be happy or so then we can have compassion or so then we can be, you know, um, more fulfilled in life. Right? So question yourself that because acceptance is the door, right? Acceptance of what it is right now, be it a feeling, be it an emotion, be it a particular trace in your character, be be it a a particular outer circumstance in your life. Breathe into that and accept that this is what is happening right now. Okay, great. And then, you know, when, when we do that, we may experience fear. And that was another question, you know, how, how, what does fear has to do with all of that? So if you were trying to breathe and be in the now and observing yourself right now while you were listening to this or while you were, while you, you were washing the dishes or you're driving, if you were just observing yourself and aligning yourself with the observer, accepting that it's raining, or that it's cold, or that it's not as cold as you wish, whatever. You are observing even the desires that are there popping up. You can also experience fear, right? Fear that things go differently than what you imagine that they should go. (laughs) And I'm laughing about that too because I catch myself in that so many times. And it's so absurd, absurd, right? Because who am I? to know what's going to happen next. Who am I? Who am I to know if it's right to be as cold as I wish or not? I don't, I don't know that. And I don't know many things. And the other day I was telling my, my smart, beautiful stepkid um, that 
you know, be make pieces with not knowing maybe is the way. <laughs> because it's, you know, when we want to know everything and we want to understand everything with our mind, we can get crazy, right? So not knowing is a, a good start. And there are so many things that we don't know, that we imagine, that we f infer, that we know. And because of that, we suffer, right? So if you question yourself that, you're going to certainly agree with, with me. And then people ask me, oh, yeah, Nick, you're talking about acceptance. I have talked about that before. But then you do a show all, only on the power of believing. How is that possible? So it seems again that it is a paradox, right? It seems again with the mind of duality that in one thing exclude the other. And that's the beautiful, in the beauty of this work. It's this... Um, uh, you know, infinite. This is continuing questioning and um, and uh, and pursue search from the from the 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 oneness perspective, from the unitive perspective. That's what we can do with our mind. So if we are meditation, we are not doing that. We are experiencing that from another another place. But if we are using our mind, the best way of using our minds actually is to question that and to try to look for and search for how would that be to be in unitive state? How would that be if I, I am not um, in conflict? How would that be if I'm not in duality, right? And the duality that I'm bringing right now uh, through one of the questions is how, how can I accept what it is, breathe in what it is, and change? And have the motivation to transform myself or uh or even believe in something. How can I accept and believe, you know, have dreams as, uh, as uh, we talked before, have visualizations of a, a better world? Because Sibeli told me that, you know, believing is really very important. So, yeah, <laughs> both and. Both and accept limitations right now, accept that we are human beings full of flaws, accept that I'm not as perfect as I would like to be, um, and accept that this would like to be, quote-unquote, comes from a place that I would call pride, right? Because if I need to be perfect, to feel entitled, to point my fingers towards other human beings that are doing something that I consider wrong, I am in my pride. I want to be better. I want to be special. And I face that too. Oh, there is this part of me that wants to be special, that wants to be, you know, better than the other person that is doing something that I disagree with. Is that true for you? It's really true for me. So when you question that, you accept that this is the truth. You're not hiding it. You see, the first the first movement is always acceptance because if you accept and you bring this to your consciousness, uh, clear, honestly. That's how you can change it. Because if I pretend that this is not there, if, I pre if I'm not accepting, if I'm fighting with it, I don't want to be that, I don't want to show it to anybody that I have that flaw in myself, then I'm not changing anything, I'm just hiding. I'm putting the dust uh, beneath the, the rug. Is that how you say this here? That's how we say in Brazil. You know, if you don't want to clean it, you put the dust beneath the, the rug. However, Nothing's going to happen. The, the dust will not go away. The dirtiness will continue to be there, creating bacteria. 
and becoming worse and worse. So that's how acceptance is the first, always the first step. Acceptance of what it is. Be in what it is. Accept that, well, I have this flaw. I'm not as perfect as I would like to be. And I would like to be perfect because maybe I don't have the best concept about myself. I would need to be special so that I would love myself more. And if that's true, and if I question that, and I know and I observe the absurdity that these phrases imply, I can meditate to change. I can ask to change. I can, I can pray to change. I can make an effort to bring those thoughts to my consciousness and contradict them and, and, and confront them lovingly. Not confronting them as if I was terrible. Confronting them lovingly. The invitation here is to confront yourself lovingly. It's also seems another paradox because if, you know, how, how can I love myself if I don't love myself? However, love is ever present, right? Love is ever present. How can I go all in life with my heart full of pain? Allow the pain, allow the pain to be felt. And know in your mind that you know, it's not going to last forever, although it seems so right now. It's not going to last forever. So I would like to finish with another prayer. This time is a prayer from um, Donovo Tezenga, Susan Tezenga's husband, um, you know, an icon in Pathwork as well. I hope I have the time to read it. So it's called Divine Source of Love and Light and goes like that. Divine Source of Love and Light, we honor our oneness with you. Blessed by your love, we take refuge and joy in the constancy of your presence. We trust that you, our true needs are always met and our deepest desires always fulfilled. We recognize that all our fears are a rebellion against true faith in you. We know that even though we fall at times into error, darkness and despair, all this is meant to aid us in our increase of wisdom, faith and love. With full awareness and compassion for human pain and sorrow, we affirm our perfect faith in your wisdom and love. With full awareness of our human limitations, we know that in our deepest nature, we are always with you. With that, I wish you a wonderful week, and I hope you come back to see Jose Garcia next week with my ongoing experience. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainability From Within. Please join your host, Sibeli Salviato, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until the next program, have an amazing week filled with the life you want to lead.